All right. There it is. There it is. <laughs> we uh, coming to you from with Studio Magic. We these are recorded back to back, but you might not hear them until weeks apart from each other. So we're trying to knock out a couple of these in, in one sitting so that we don't fail at putting out podcasts like I have done every time. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, based on our, our last conversation was was based on a question about pre and post workout nutrition, which is uh, substantially more important than this topic we're going to cover now. <laughs> so nutrition, just your daily nutrition is way is like 99% of all this stuff. And then it's like 0.9% pre and post workout nutrition. And then it's like 0.1% supplements. And so the word itself should be a clue. Like it supplement means in addition to something Correct. else. So these are not your meals people. Yeah. Like, uh, you're definitely being, we're not, I'm not anti supplements. Uh, I just think that the fitness world is a very high profit margin business and it benefits them to convince you, you need a lot of them. And which I is think, also why there are 1 billion brands of right, things sure. to choose from. Yeah. And it's, I don't think most of them are bad are bad. I think that a lot of them are unnecessary. I think a good percentage of them probably do clinically do nothing. Um, they do something, but like nothing that a human being would be able to perceive over the course of time um, in a controlled environment over and over and over. Or that the food you eat or should be eating right. would take care of those things. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, this is a perfect, like starting with something basic, like a, like a multivitamin. A multivitamin should be completely unnecessary if you eat a balanced diet with fruits and vegetables. Or maybe um, you have like a low l- low level or whatever of something and you have been told that you sure, need to be yeah. supplementing um, yeah, I, with something. Maybe your body is not creating what it needs to do, but that's way rare and yeah, I mean, not normally the I issue. I think that, it, you know, that, that does exist. I think even that generally speaking and we're not doctors but i think generally speaking that can even be addressed with uh lifestyle stuff like food sleep sunlight yeah for the most part yeah, now, yeah there could be sure. some extenuating circumstances additionally if you are choosing to live a lifestyle that has a diet that neglects certain food groups um like we're not i'm not anti-vegetarian or anti-vegan but um, not getting meat, like say taking red meat out of your diet, there might be some benefits to that. So once again, don't hear me saying that they're bad. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I don't think it's the way to easiest. I don't think it's the path that is easiest to get you to optimal health and fitness, but I certainly think you can be very, very fit and very, very healthy being a vegetarian. So yeah, that's a long, and that applies to any of these things we talk about, but that's a whole nother podcast by itself. I can ramble (laughs) on that for a long time, but yeah, if you, if you fall into a, a group like that, or if you're keto, or if you're something that's intentionally cutting out certain foods, then a multivitamin or something that includes what you're cutting out is a great idea to supplement because you're not getting it another way. So, um, you know, maybe a pill isn't the best, like maybe there's other options. Like there's a, um, there's a thing called athletic greens, which is like a drink that's a multivitamin and tastes like you're drinking grass. It's not the best flavor yeah. in the world, but it gets a lot of vegetable a lot of these stuff that vegetables will get in for you in and if you just if you're an adult and you're not going to eat vegetables 
then make yourself drink this drink and it's not quite you know it's not as good as eating seasonally locally sourced vegetables but it's a lot better than not getting these vitamins in at all so there are certain circumstances in which supplements make a lot of sense so let's take like let's just kind of gloss over anything like that let's just say you have a balance you have a balanced diet or you're not willing to change your diet at all so it doesn't matter if it's balanced or not um, and you train at the gym, you know, you work out four or five days a week, you work out hard, you care about your performance, but it's not your job, you want to look better naked, you want your squat to go up, all those fun things, but also, like, you live a normal life, you know, what, I mean, how often, what do you think that there's a major, what kind of benefit or what kind of percentage gain do you think you find if someone goes and just all of a sudden, you know, they spend... A hundred or two hundred dollars a month on supplements. Ah, uh, I I feel like there will be there will be a percentage gained for sure. I just I don't know. I've I've never personally bought into supplements enough to think that they are going to make a substantial difference in your life. Yeah, and I think that's a it's an interesting way of looking at it. It depends what substantial means to you. So, okay. Well, personally, I don't. I don't think that if today I started taking a multivitamin, doing a, a pre-workout shake, mm-hmm. post-workout shake, or post-workout recovery drink, or whatever, and doing that consistently on a daily basis, or all of the days that I'm exercising, or whatever, I don't know if supplements alone would increase my gains in the gym enough to be taking the time and the money and the energy to make sure all of those things are happening daily when I know I could clean up my diet Mm -hmm. and that right there would probably make more of an impact. Right. Like just paying more attention to what foods are fueling me Mm -hmm. and allowing that to be the change like I've had the conversation with somebody just recently about clean eating and like that's not supplements at all but like how big of an impact that has made I just don't think that supplements necessarily can do this have the same impact or have the same amount of change as it would just being more conscientious of food and diet um yeah. And also, are you somebody who needs all those supplements? Like, if you don't need them and then you're spending all this money and all this time and this energy on making sure you're taking them, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see them making a big impact. But that's me because I'm biased and I don't take well, them. Well, I think that's, <laughs> I think you brought up, th- you said three things that I found really interesting. The first thing is you said something like, I don't know if the, if it would be like substantial enough, like talking about the progress you make. And that's a very important phrase because substantial enough for you and me might be very different. Right, because our goals tw- are different. Right, like right. If, it, if, it, if I knew that um, taking, if all I had to do was take a uh, post-workout shake and it would add 10 pounds on my squat, that might be substantial enough for me. Yeah. And that might not be for you. And, right. And that's, and so part of this, you know, like I say about everything, it depends. It depends on like what, you know, 
what you're willing to spend financially, time-wise, effort-wise to get a certain increment of benefit. So, you know, if you have money to burn and you could spend an extra two hundred dollars on supplements, and you don't mind having to tote that crap around with you all the time, and you have yeah. one thousand shakers because you yeah. know you lose right. them or they're dirty all the time. Yeah, and and you are and you're like, okay, man, like if you tell me if I do this consistently for a couple of months, like I'm gonna get ten pounds on on my back squat, that sounds perfect to me. Awesome, like that 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 probably is in the realm of possible from what you would get from that. So. If, so you need to decide personally what substantial means to you. The second thing that you brought up and is just diet in general. And yeah, I don't think any sane person on earth is debating is a great diet better than a crappy diet plus some supplements. So if, if someone's trying to have that conversation with you, um, they just you don't need you can walk away. Like that's not a useful conversation. But know that if you're if you are following that lifestyle, like you choose to eat crappy food because mm-hmm. you like it and you like how French fries taste every day for lunch or, you know, whatever it is. And then you're also using supplements and, but you feel like that is the only thing or the only way you know how to make progress in the gym is by using those supplements because you're eating crappy. I mean, like know that you have somebody who could probably help lead you in a path if that's something that you wanted to just to clean up that nutrition right there like you don't have to continue using supplements because you're choosing to eat crappy if you would like to hone in your diet we we know we know some people who can help you yeah we definitely we've definitely had success working with some folks at the gym about cleaning up their diet and i don't think that's we take a rather laid back approach on that it's not super crazy it is something that's accessible to everybody. You don't have to eat a certain way to make it happen. So this is not like a sales pitch for you to contact me or Brett or someone about doing nutrition with you. But I promise the best supplements on earth with a really crappy diet, it just, it, it, it doesn't, it's not even close to what a good diet would be. And I mean like the best supplements on earth, like you could be running a top tier flight of steroids and all sorts of whatever, whatever you think would do the best stuff. And it's still not going to out, it's still not going to beat eating well, sleeping well, recovering well, training right. Um, the guys that make ridiculous progress, guys and girls who make ridiculous progress on a supplement, if we're calling steroids a supplement, are also already doing all of those things. And like, I'm sure they have dietitians and nutritionists and like right. very strict things that they're following. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you're not, you don't, you're not, these people aren't eating crushing if you're a power lifter that competes in the un like in the in the biggest size weight class sure maybe you're just crushing like mcdonald's to get calories and if you're brian shaw and you eat eight thousand calories a day that's a different animal but if you're a normal weight class sport athlete or you're a crossfit a high level crossfit athlete um i promise you before they think about hey should i i try to these supplements that might be skirting the rules or just outright cheating they're doing everything else right first because they know that that's gonna have a bigger impact. You're talking about, this is not a podcast about whether or not I think steroids would be helpful for athletic performance. It certainly would. (laughs) That's not up for debate. It's just that there's way other things. There's a ton of things you can do before that that are less invasive, they're legal, and they're gonna be more beneficial. And let's be real. We don't have anybody in our gym that needs to be taking steroids because they're at yeah, no one makes a living off of. Yeah, off they're what not we do. making a living off of lifting heavy things. So yeah, 
so let's go like down the list on some things on some on I guess popular supplements, things like a a protein. Um, I would I would consider that the least supplementy of all the supplements. Like if you take a whey protein or any any kind, like if you're a vegetarian, um, maybe you take like a soy protein or you take like a uh, um, maybe you're lacto ovo and you take an egg protein, whatever. All those things. There's a whole bunch of different types of proteins out there. Yeah. Um, that's just ground up food. So sure, the company is selling you like this other idea, and I yeah, they probably put some fancy other things in there and some artificial sweetener to make it taste like and some cake batter or something. Delicious flavor. Yeah. yeah. But that is just that's just food. So yes, it comes in a bag, and, and, and no, it's not as good as eating a chicken breast would be. So I guess in that regard, it's not quite food. But yeah, probably almost everyone would benefit from adding some kind of extra protein in their diet. I would say I can make a broad sweeping statement that most of our members are probably not getting enough protein. So yeah, a, pro a protein shake afterwards. Now there is a range of pretty clean and good ones to just straight garbage out there. So drinking a milkshake that says protein shake on the bag is not going to be super helpful. So if you need some help with that, like this, the products we've carried in the past, the driven stuff, I really like, I think it's the it's the best combo of like price, flavor, um, quality that exists out there right now. We've carried higher, I think, slightly higher quality stuff in the past, and it tastes like garbage. We've t we've carried slightly better tasting stuff that isn't quite as good and was way more expensive, and also the nice the the purer stuff was also more expensive. So, the driven stuff that we carried in the past, if that's something you're interested in, hit me up and we can order that. But I think that's a good place to go you know if you just want to go to GNC and pick something out they have a lot of cool stuff too um, optimum nutrition is a brand that has been around forever I like a lot there's nothing super fancy happening there um, it would be a good generic one to go with after that the next thing creatine is super well studied it's helpful you should probably take creatine if this is something you want to hear me talk more about about on the science side we can that would be a whole podcast but it it looks like creatine might have a lot of benefits that have nothing to do with being stronger. Like, um, there's some interesting stuff out there where like it seems to ward off or maybe even help fight off current Alzheimer's, like ALS, Parkinson's, that kind of stuff. So there's some interesting stuff going on in the brain when you take creatine. Um, it's dirt cheap for a supplement, and <laughs> it is easy to get. And you just want creatine monohydrate. You don't want like some fancy designer that. It, a bunch of extra words in a fancy package doesn't do anything more. So creatine monohydrate, you could buy it like on bulksupplements.com. You can buy like a year supplier for like 12 bucks or something. It's, <laughs> it's, stu it's stupid cheap. Cheap. And cheap, if you're taking a protein shake, just throw it in there. You're done. Everything from that point on, I think it starts getting into a little bit more of like a gray area. Like it might be good for you or it might be beneficial but less necessary. Things like BCAAs, they're essentially just ground up protein. I would consider those good to go if you want those. Um, they're just like a drink you could have throughout the day. Most of them taste like garbage, just as a heads up. Yeah. But, you know. That's why I think a lot of people throw those just straight down the dome, straight down the hatch. Yeah. And chase it with something yeah. to drink. Um, th things like another topic that's pretty interesting right now, super hot topic, I guess, would be like CBD stuff. And my opinion on this is kind of a little countercultural. I do think that the, I do think there are some really interesting benefits from CBD or other things derived from marijuana. Um, I, without getting into like a weird history lesson on this stuff, 
I don't think marijuana has been as big of a cultural thing in a lot of cultures as it has without it having some benefits. So um, I think there's a reason marijuana has been around for forever. Now, and if you haven't heard of that, majority of the CBD stuff that's coming into the fitness world is like rubs and oils mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it, not like you're just straight up smoking weed. Yes. <laughs> not smoking weed, but they're, they're, no. they're catering to the fitness industry in a way that's going to be recovery-based. You know, if right. you've got Mostly sore recovery. muscles or whatever, like it's kind of like an icy hot rub type thing. Yeah. Like a, uh, I don't know, whatever it's you a call balm. it. Like a balm. A lot of them do balms. Yeah. But, so. um, yeah, there's a lot of ways. So CBD is just cannabis oil. Um, so it's derived from, from hemp. Um, marijuana it, it it's a tricky gray area because it, it, it's getting legalized in certain areas and certain areas like there's still certain states that CBD oil is not even legal um, even though it has almost zero of the uh, psychotropic or hallucinogenic or whatever you would say effects marijuana has so it doesn't have any of that you don't get high with CBD oil um, so you know look into that yourself if that's something you're interested in Long story short, for me there, I do think there are some benefits. I think that they're being grossly overstated at the moment. If you've been in the fitness, CrossFit, whatever space for like, you know, if you've been in it for close to a decade, you'll remember when fish oil was a big deal. And it's, it's similar to fish oil. Yeah, fish oil is helpful with inflammation. There's some good things happening there. But like it got to the point where people were claiming that fish oil like cured their cancer right. or like they didn't, they, they had cancer and it made their appetite better or that they were overweight and it slowed down their appetite. This is the same stuff that's happening with the CBD oil claims right now. There's people on like opposite sides of the spectrum claiming benefits that are exactly opposite to the other person's benefit. Right. That's not how things generally tend to work. If it does work that way, it's going to be fantastic and you'll benefit from taking a lot. But well, and I think too, that, that, that also just goes back to like, it depends on the person. Like, all of these are supplements. Everything that we're talking about is a supplement. Yep. And it's going to affect people's bodies in different ways. True. And I think, you know, maybe I, I agree. Like, the CBD stuff is, like, super trendy right now. What was that? I don't know. It sounds like somebody's in this office with us. And there's, with us? With us. And there's, there is nobody. But anyways, um... You can definitely have great benefits from it, but then the person next to you also did has taken the same supplements and has had zero or very minimal benefits from it. I just think with all of these things that we're talking about, it is going to depend on the person, how consistent you are at taking them. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, humans are very complex uh, organisms, and they differ greatly person to person to person. Even though sure. we're almost identical, the way things... Training works differently for people. Sleep works differently for different people. You know, e everything you do, you're going to get a different outcome than the person next to you. And so it definitely applies to this stuff too. Long story short, CBD oil might be helpful if you are, have trouble sleeping. So it's, it would be something to look into if you have specific issues. From there, I think it starts spiraling into useless pretty quickly. Um, I think pre-workouts are great if you need a pre-workout, if you need something to get you going to work out, like maybe you train after work and you're worn down or whatever. The active ingredient, the most important part of a pre-workout is caffeine. And caffeine, once again, dirt cheap, and you can buy it straight if you wanna take caffeine straight. Um, 
So just know that you're essentially what you're getting out of it is caffeine. Caffeine has been studied. It's a performance enhancing drug. It's great. You should take caffeine to train. If you, if you're someone who does well caffeinated and training, some people don't, they don't like that feeling. So without, without saying, so I don't want to say that pre-workouts don't work. They do because caffeine works all the other stuff in them. That's when you start getting into like this, this study with lab rats and like something happened and you know, like beta alanine is in a lot of them. It gives you a tingle. It sure, like in theory, the science behind it makes sense as to why it would be helpful as a pre-workout. I just think that that has way, way, way less to do with the outcome or what's happening in your workout than just like almost anything else. Like, um, do you take a pre-workout? Do I, do you, I, I drink, yeah, I drink a coffee or an right. energy drink or something. So that, that is right there. Your, your caffeine yeah, from your pre-workout. Yeah. You're not buying a $60 bag of pre-workout. No. And you I've tried some, some and I've, I've had some that I like and I think work well, but I also understand that, um, it's a convenience thing. Like if you want to just throw a pre-workout tub in your bag and it's easy to throw in a shaker bottle and have on the way from work to the gym, beautiful. You're paying for convenience there. Just know that all the other things listed on there probably amount to less than 1% of the total things that's going on in your workout. Like I literally would say having a more comfortable pair of shorts that moves well with you is going to have a bigger effect on your workout <laughs> than these pre-workouts will. I mean, than, than, than the extra, than the non-caffeine parts of these pre-workouts. Well, like, I can't, I can't take a pre-workout because of the amount of caffeine. I have non-stimulant. There is yeah, non-stimulant. I literally workouts. feel like I'm going to explode. Yeah. Like something is going to happen to me that I have no control over, and I feel like my eyes are bulging out of my head, and my heart's about to burst out of my chest. Like. Yeah. I just can't do it. That's how it affects me. So when I worked in baseball, there was a, a product called Assault by Muscle Farm. That I don't even know they're a big supplement company anymore. And if so, um, don't sue me. But they, <laughs> like I tried, like everyone loved it. I tried it a couple times in a row and just a couple days in a row. And like every day, like I just got like crazy bubble guts. Like my stomach didn't feel good. And then, so it was like, regardless of like the tingle sensation I got or like how much energy I had, like I, I couldn't concentrate on lifting and I didn't want to lift anything heavy because I was afraid like I might poop everywhere. (laughs) So, uh, and that goes to like finding what works best for you. And a lot with all of the different brands, it's usually not like a one-stop shop. Like you find what you like and what works best for you the first time you take it or the first brand you buy. Right. Like. You might need something a little more organic or mm-hmm. plant-based yeah. or, or whatever just for that reason right there. So you're not drinking your, your pre-workout with all of the extra and the caffeine, feeling super amped, and then you spend the majority of your time in the bathroom. Right. So. We'll, ra- we'll wrap this one up by saying there's a lot of things you can address that's completely under your control before supplements would matter. We're not saying if you have supplements, you shouldn't take them or that they're bad or anything yeah. like that. And then if you have specific questions, that would be great. We'd be happy to try to answer those. But for or the help most you part, find something that works yeah, yeah. You know, for you. For the most part, I think you could get, a, get everything from food, sleep, lifestyle factors that you need. And then, you know, like I said, at that point, it becomes like maybe adding in some caffeine or some creatine or something like that. And, you know, 
yeah, it's that simple for us. Um, like I said, if you have specific questions about your specific life and situations, that's a different animal. We'd be happy to chat with you because you can't really address that in a podcast. So, yeah, I think that's you know kind of our stance on that stuff. Um, anything else to add? Nope. Cool. Awesome. Well, we will catch you guys on the next one. Adios.